May 24, 2023, so watch for Pedro Show.
Bloomberg Show. Happy Wednesday, brother Matt. Happy anniversary. Happy yes. Yeah, yeah Friday man. Friday is 22 years, and I couldn't share it with you. Yeah, man, I'm so happy to be back. Love you, man. Yeah, I, love I you miss back. you all these shows, Absolutely. and I'm so happy to be sharing these 22 years and a whole lot more. But uh, it's been an awesome ride, and look forward to more. Speaking of ride, are you riding with some stones that got to get carved out? Melanoma. Melanoma. They always said, growing up on the beach, they said, don't go to the beach. It's like, I live at the beach. Yeah. So so we've had the squamous, we've had the basil, now we're stepping up to the melanoma. So got to get the dude with the fillet knife the to tags. carve it up. You well, this one's like detag? about a silver dollar. Oh, You know, shit. it's like a, this, this scar. It's been a scar, been there Is like 20... 20- under the skin? Because they say 70% of melanomas are under the fucking skin. Yeah, it's been a mystery. Like 20 doctors have looked at it over the years. And said, oh, let's just keep an eye on it. Bob Stiers, Pop, always wore a shirt. It was on his back. Yeah, it's and crazy. It's sneaky, really sneaky shit. Yeah, fuck. Well, we'll get so, it. We'll yeah, get cut it. that shit out. Yeah. And the biopsy. You had to spring. A little springboard. Boink. Yeah, Boink. a little core plug. Uh... Yeah, our it's like but being a boat. You got to get the right? bottom scraped on your boat and keep it maintained. So that's it. <laughs> barnacle, do, do, right? Go Scrape those barnacles. So we start off the show. John Coltrane doing theme for Ernie, and then Skull Practitioners with Beacon, and because uh, of the Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, we got with us Jason Alex Kenneth of Skull Practitioners. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks yeah, for having us. Cue to start fucking chortling. <laughs> Ahoy there. Now, what, what time you guys speak? You're in different locales, but are you in the same town? You guys Hudson Valley or something, right? We're in uh, New York, in uh, New York City and Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Urban. Yeah. Out. So I guess you play the gig. My connect with you is Karen Schomer, and I know she's up in Philmont. Right. You know, we Hudson did a gig Valley. with her band. Recently. Guy Furrows. Okay. Yes. Okay. So who wants to go first? You want to go alphabetical? That'd be Alex, the drummer man. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. Let's do it. Alex, please bring your earliest fucking musical memory, please. I remember spinning records with my old man in our living room. And the earliest ones that I got really absorbed into, I want to say it was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, because that just seems like a safe bet. I remember just staring at the record, spinning around, and Wow, this is amazing. So that's my earliest memory. That's good enough. Cool. Yep. Pretty good one. <laughs> Pretty good one. What, uh, now, the pad you grew up in, was there instruments? Did you do the Elvin Jones thing? Have you seen that documentary, A Different Drummer? <laughs> Go to YouTube.com. I have that minutes. one, no. But the way he started well, out, he said only... it was fucking pots and pans till his sister gave him money to go with his paper route money to buy a drum set. <laughs> I came in sideways a bit, so, you know, by the time I was getting musically inclined, I'd moved from Dallas to Cincinnati and started off with strings. I did viola for a year and then trumpet for some time after that. Was that it was school? when I got around was to the marching school system? Yeah, that was all through school. That was all just public, you know, high... Uh, no, but that's great, because a lot of band. schools got rid of yeah. their fucking music departments. That's, I usually yeah, ask yeah. that question. So you started out, okay, doing that stuff, okay. And and then what made yeah. you? Do you remember getting uh, first time you got on the drums? I do. Um, yeah, it was around the same time that I was kind of transitioning into to marching band and realizing how much just the drum line was like that was it. Like we had a really cool drum line and that was the vibe. That but was the what coolest I to of be the doing. drum line, right? Is the tritones. Yep. 
Did you get the tritoms? We had quads. Quads. So oh wow, more that's even more tits. Yeah. That's tits yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> and did you get on it, or did they give you the funky kick drum? Well, not just yet. So before that, I do remember the first time I got behind the kit was at a friend's house, and he had a drum set downstairs. So that was actually the first time I really picked up and just started going nuts on something was. To, to make some distraction while he snuck some beers out of the refrigerator. By the way, they call it a trap kit. You know what? why they call it a trap kit? You know what? It's funny. I use that as my online handle, TK Shredder, but I, I've never actually heard the trap part. It's, I just, a, it's, I love a, it's the name abbreviation trap. for contraption. It came out of New Orleans. You know, they had to cobble that motherfucker together. Because ah. drums were used by military to keep march beat, you know? You slung it on one yep. side. That's why that weird grip, right? Yeah, I wish I was a drummer. I love having drummers on the show, especially the ones that compose. You know, Chico Hamilton could not get songwriting credits. I guess the Mm -hmm. notes are too short. Fucking bigoted motherfuckers. (laughs) Biggest mistake Minutemen made was have George Hurley in the rear with all the gear. Last 20 years, I've had all my drummers downstage on the lip, right? That's the way it should be. It's rhythm mm. music. Why be in fucking denial? What was the first? first what was yeah. the first record you bought with your own money, Alex? Ooh, um, I want to say it was the Cars Door to Door on cassette tape. And what was the first Circuit. gig you saw? First proper gig I saw would have been Tool on their Anima tour. And after school, not graduating. But in the afternoon, did you get into the basement band, bedroom band, garage band thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a good space at one of my buddy's places where, yeah. Now, usually that prac pad, that first initial prac pads for youngins, is the drummer's pad. (laughs) Right? Because of the fucking bam bam and then setting up, tearing down, fucking waiting bullshit. That's right. Yeah. But Um, but I've had exceptions. You know, in the 22 years me and Brother Matt's done it, we've seen it all. (laughs) <laughs> Motherfuckers tap dancing on my forehead. <laughs> I had a good friend whose parents were gracious enough to let me put the kit down in their basement, and they had a proper room for it. So, God bless them for letting me take my drums over to their house and you know bang on stuff over there. But yeah, we had a we had a nice little space dedicated for us that was kind of the first room where we all. Did this band our... ever do a gig? We did, yeah. We did some high school stuff. And Tell me about bit, the first know, one. You only have the first school. one once, I hear. Yep, that's right. Well, tell me about yeah, it. Was it a success? Was it a failure? What was up? It was a success. We got great, to play it was like a Valentine's Day show, Battle of the Bands, so we all auditioned, and our band was one of the bands that you know got selected for it, and so it was kind of a school dance type situation, which means... There was a lot of people there, and because it was just friends rocking out, you know, people were getting into it. It was cool. Tell me about the material. Did you copy off records like me and D. Boone? You know, it was it was a mix between originals and a couple of covers thrown in. But you already were composing. That's bitching. See, that's the difference between yeah. the okay. musicians, brother Matt. They started mm-hmm. doing that shit. Yeah. Look, you guys gave me this tune, Theorem. Right? Get scared when yep. you get a fucking song called Theorem. Okay. Let's play it. Grace, 
never cool Reactor coils Until it
Thank you.
for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music. Skull practitioners with Theorem. Then part 14 of Planet Chernobyl, the opera me and Petra Hayden put together behind Charlie Plymel's libretto. One more part, right? 15 parts. Just came out. So, Carlos, brand new band out of Lyon, France. Fair Seb. Uh, souvenirs de Ros Osario. And, uh, yeah, that's terrible French. Huh? It says that on the Quebec uh, license plate, Jamie Savines. I, I ain't going to forget. Right? Or I'll always remember, I guess, depending on how belligerent politics are. Stefano Palia with Code 8. Paul Watson, yours. Emergency Room 7. Bombs printed, ghosted. Finally, again, Skull Practitioners. Death by Distortion. Now, if it was Reg Bloor, it'd be Life by Distortion, right? She's way in the got a new album out. Uh, we've, hey, we've, played, we've played with her. Yeah, wow. well, I got to, uh, she was leading the guitar sections when I, uh, I got to be part of the 13th Symphony uh, from her husband, uh, Glenn Branca. Uh, your, your turn, though, Jason. Uh, earliest mu- musical sure. memory, please. Earliest musical memory. Apparently, my, my parents had told me that I had made up a word for every time I heard music, I was like obsessed. So my first words ever, apparently, was the word guano, which I let it, later found out. That shit. Or like bird, that shit. So, but every or time apparently shit. I heard music. Gold, gold, so right? yeah. I heard music. What's that? Well, I just told you the Croatian word. Govno. Sir, it's my my wife is Croatian, so I should know that. Oh, perfect. Ah, okay, now you know. Here, here's another one. Golf, uh, TC Miley Golf, no, like you little piece of shit, or TC Velikov, right? Oh, no, <laughs> and then you can also take Glava, like Golf no Glava. <laughs> yeah, shit hit, shit hit. But they're like Italians. When something goes bad, it's just kulats, which is not so. I was a big, just a big fucking dick. Yes. Anyway, yes. back to your musical journey. Love these tangents. So, uh, so every time I heard music, I would point. I would point to the sky and say guano, guano. I don't know where I got that word. And uh, but so I was just obsessed. So the earliest. Also, it was really the Beatles. But then I had a babysitter that turned me on to Gladys Knight and the Pips and Stevie Wonder. And That's those two memories, became... Though. That's several memories, That was not the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheating. <laughs> I mean, it's the Watt for Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. But that's just too many. What, what was the first record you bought with your own money? Please. First record was Kiss Rock and Roll Over. And first gig you saw? First gig I saw was Peter Frampton. Uh, maybe on the I'm in You tour? For sure maybe. wasn't probably the Humble Pie rocking the Fillmore. No, it, okay. it was at St. John's <laughs> University in New York. And I I, uh, I shouldn't maybe say this, but I bootlegged it like... Uh, like rerun from what's happened, you know and I what? brought in my little separate. I think recorder. Pete Frampton was out of band, but it was his own band. Right? Yeah. Steve Marriott gets it, it takes over his band. I think it's Clem Clemson. So, don't trust Watt for any kind of fucking factual information. <laughs> uh, look, look. Was there in, in, instruments at the pad you grew up? Yeah, we grew up. We had a piano in our ah, den. Did you go through um, the ordeal of the piano lessons? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yep. I learned when I was started when I no, was four no, years but old. But how was it emotionally? We've had guests on the show that almost quit. Traumatizing. Or, yeah. Traumatizing. <laughs> that I, I liked it because I loved my teacher. He was oh, amazing. That's, that's key. The key yeah. yeah. Brother Matt, teacher of the year and, several times. Not piano, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but several times. No, that's Brother the Matt. thing. Yeah, that is the When thing. my piano teacher changed, it, then my view of it changed. Well, tell um, me about I school. Like Were much. you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? I was in the symphonic band. I started on saxophone, but I was way too short to carry it home, so it was like twice my body length. So then I moved on to trumpet. What about soprano? So what made the cool teacher cool? What made the cool teacher cool and then the next teacher not so cool? Yeah, good question. Well, that is a good question. And when I think back at it, I think that the second teacher was cool because he would always say music is more important than anything. And I thought, no, no, school <laughs> work is. And I realized he taught me a really important life lesson early on. Uh, but I didn't realize that until the time but there was something about the first teacher that just he had that thing that good teachers have well you know they say youth is wasted on the young <laughs> yes yes i yes. learned some of the most stuff from teachers i hated right there. <laughs> <laughs> <Mitch Martisich. laughs> no i didn't hate Mitch. joe mortisich was so cool man yeah, he, he just was. went to a funeral Mitch, yeah. but he was, he was different he was different <laughs> he tested you he tested some patience uh there were some other pricks. I ain't even going to name these motherfuckers. I almost got for Mr. Zorodovich's assignment. Oh, man. That coach. Okay, that's as far as I'm going to get with the name. But how did you end up on the guitar, Jason? So after, after I had this change of teachers and I just wasn't really feeling it anymore, I said I wanted to learn to play the drums. And Whoa. my parents were like, not going to happen. Not gonna happen. So they said, "Yeah." They said, "How about guitar?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" And um, and then I just I took to it. Like, you I mean, it was, was their insane. idea. Just, guitar was your parents' idea. That's bitch. I think that's a first in yeah. twenty-two years. <laughs> of More of a rebellious yeah. thing. All right, it was in your voice. It was theirs. Nice. And it uh, was did you get into the uh, like I asked a. Alex, with the basement bedroom garage band, you get into that shit? Yeah. Yeah, of course. What was uh, the first gig? From around. Tell me about the first gig. Was it a success? First gig was a success. We were we played at this church, Our Lady of Lords, with our band. I don't know. The band changed names all the time, but I think it was maybe called Rainy Day Key. And we were opening for the band that opened up for REM. So we thought we kind of hit big time. And... Uh, we, uh, I think we opened with a Dead Kennedys cover, Police Truck, and then the rest were all originals. And, and it was amazing. Were you writing the material? We all were. I oh, mean, you were probably at that okay. point, primarily me, but yeah, it was, uh, but, but yeah, it was all original. I didn't write the lyrics, but the music I did. Okay, so you, you co-wrote. So that, yeah. that's great. We get up to that point. Now we got to get last of the alphabet. Tail, tailgate and caboose <laughs> and of course the bass player right that's where you put the target friend the right field there you go <laughs> no, I know all about it man I, I, the only song I wrote as a teenager was King of 
space Mr. Bass. It was about uh, bass solo that blew the rest of the guys off the stage, of course. You know, there was definite issues with bass playing. But anyway, uh, your earliest uh, musical memory, Kev. Please. My earliest musical memory uh, that I can remember, and I'm sure maybe there was something earlier, but I just can't remember it, but my sister got the Journey tape for oh, Easter no. in, I don't you know, 1983 or something like that. And I would have been four years old or something like that. Let me guess, it and was, she was a playing. scarab on the cover. Um, yeah, it, it was separate ways, I think. I think they oh. always somehow got a way to work in the scarab. <laughs> I met their manager. Right? This guy used to wear a fucking turban and a cape, you know, for such immersive music. Yeah, but we got a weird-looking manager. All right. <laughs> Actually, when I first saw them, they didn't have that singer yet. Right, they Santana dudes. They had yeah, a yeah, singer, yeah, right? The yeah. Black Magic. Yeah, the first was a whole song. different trip. Right, and it was kind of progressive. They were open for them. So like a bummer, <laughs> I fell asleep. Anyway, uh, what about the first yeah, record you bought with your own money? First record I bought that I can remember was the Cameo single, Word Up. It was yeah. a 45. Good band. And I got it at the Sam Goody in White Plains, New York. Okay. Um, and I remember we were driving home, and my mom's car broke down. <laughs> it happens. It happens. We were just waiting to get home. We were probably a mile or mile and a half from the house, but it's just we were in the middle of the highway. It broke down, and I was just I, I couldn't wait to get home. But yeah, that's the first record I bought. And first gig you saw. First gig I saw, and you're gonna laugh, was Vanilla Ice on the To the Extreme tour. So he was hot for about six months, and I saw him in that six months. <laughs> and, you know, he was a real good dancer. And there's an it was, it was a great, it was a great show. They, it was they put in an extra theater. note in that bass line, so it ain't a ripoff of Dave Bowie. That's right. He didn't rip it off. <laughs> he, um, he was dating Madonna at the time, and she was at the show. She, like, popped out of the side door, and everyone freaked out. So, Whoa. But it was a good show. He yeah, also cool. got dangled from a balcony by a... Uh, who was yeah, Shug Knight. He wasn't Shug. there. Was <laughs> he was there in spirit. Too vanilla. So, so were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that in school? I was. I was in the. the it wasn't the march. It was just the regular band. I played trumpet. My mom really wanted me to play the trumpet. So, I think between fourth and sixth grade, I was a trumpet player, and I was pretty good. I had the lip. I think I was first chair, um, but I was bored. I, you know, I can read sheet music. I'm reading a book on Charlie Christian right now. That's why he got off the trumpet because you get a callus. Oh, that's right. His looks. Yeah, for oh little. man, so that's yeah. like the flea that's route. What went to fucking guitar. He, he didn't. He said fuck bass. Like right? his brother <laughs> put him on bass. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the flea route trumpet to bass. That's right. That's right. Pocket. You got a little Don Cherry one. So how did you get on the bass there, Kenneth? So after yeah, after the trumpet or during the trumpet. I said, I want to play guitar. You know, I was into rock music, Metallica, and all that stuff. And there was a music camp in Westchester County where I grew up. And my mom said, okay, you can go there. You can do the trump. You have to do the trumpet, but you can do guitar there. So that's when I started playing the guitar. And well, so I started guitar the 90s, was it? Was it the 90s? It's early 90s. It was like 92, yeah, 93. Yeah, you just should have held on. The no. star thing would have happened for a couple of years. I know. I, I, I missed that. I missed yeah. that. <laughs> I, I, you're right. I, I could have... I, I remember the, with the swing band thing, this guy, he's got a New York doll band now, but then he said, you know, Mike, when they do this gap ad, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so word to the wise, I'm just passing it on to you, brother Kenneth. 
when they do the gap, and <laughs> it's over. So, what was your first base? I'm a little prejudiced. Was it Fender? Fender P base. Yes. Made in Mexico, and I still yeah. play it. That's all I play. Oh, cool. Okay. Change the hardware and some stuff, but it it's it works. Gets Thank the job you, Leo. done. The guy I'm, didn't I'm... even play it. <laughs> a little, What's little that? piano, little sec. Leo Fender never played guitar or bass. You really? Know why it's called P bass? You know why it's called a precision? Why? Because it's got frets. Oh, it's <laughs> precise. <laughs> But no, no, I mean, that ain't even a joke. Huh. I mean, <laughs> actually, he didn't <laughs> invent that. Mandolin bands had fucking fretted yeah. basses, and they were tuning fourths, not mm. the fifths, like the other mandolins. Uh-huh. So, but whatever, right? Cool. Perceptions nine tenths of the law. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, May twenty fourth, twenty twenty three edition. What Peter's special guest? Bone, pra- oh, bone, <laughs> skull practitioners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May 24, 2023, it's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro Show.
my vocabulary feels very small in the struggle for the words that maybe don't exist at all. That's okay. It cannot be articulated, but this bliss is to be shared. We have a wish to compare. We can drink together, we can drink together, we can drink together. We can drink together, we can drink together, we can drink together.
Pedro Show. Start off the second hour. Skull practitioner, bone practitioners are Pedro Man. <laughs> With Leap. And we're going to make the leap, people. We're going to see how these three isolated musicians made of power trio. Troika. Diane Marie Clo after that with Wong Wong. Maxime Funka, call on you. Skull practitioners. Again, what now? Electric blue super infinite transmissions out of Brighton, England. Partially muscled skeleton. Out of Italy. Electro Capra. That goat. I think they use the same word. No, it's cop. Chupacabra? Chupacabra? Chupacabra. Well, you know, Italian, they get yeah. close here. I remember when I first played over there, they answered the phone pronto. Uh-huh. You know, here, right? Hurry yeah. up. What about it's like, God, give them a chance. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Hurry up. Sun's heaven after this. This has got Ivan Julian's uh-huh. and uh, Cynthia Slay's son. I don't know if you know Ivan Julian, the guitar man from Voidoid. Yeah? Yeah. Incredible yeah. cat. And then finally, ventilation from skull practitioners. So how did skull practitioners come to be? Yeah, all three of you guys had totally different first music experiences, ranging from, from, from Peter Frampton <laughs> to, to Journey Peter to Frampton. Tool. <laughs> and you can hear the music. Yeah, and yeah. on the side coming Yeah, in, how did all this evolve? <laughs> well... We were. I was. I was. Uh, I was touring a lot with um, Steve Wynn. This was before I joined the before the Dream Syndicate reformed. I was touring a lot with Steve Wynn. This is Jason here. And um, in my downtime, I was like, I want to do something local, you know, because I was just touring all the time. I want to have a band in New York. And I put I put an ad out on Craigslist because this was when Craigslist was around. And I mean, long story short. It's all jiving. You want to get your house robbed and shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, not like the recycler. Misconnections. It's not like the recycler. <laughs> yeah, we had something out here, a pink paper called... In fact, Steve Wynn actually is... I think he's a Valley guy. He's an Valley guy, He only had some yeah. time up in uh, Davis or something. Mm. He was up in North yeah, Cal a little Davis. bit, uh-huh. right? But I think he's a Valley guy, yeah. a Ridge. I know he's Hudson Valley these days, right? No, he's uh, Jackson Heights in Queens. Is that right? Okay, okay. Yeah. What? Don't ask what? Shit. <laughs> Continue, please. So, yeah, we, I think. So, we who put answered the ad? Was it, who answered first, I, Alex or Kenneth? Well, I met a singer through it, and Ken, the singer knew Ken, and we had, so we had a singer, Ken, and another guitarist, and we put an ad out for a drummer, and we had two guys try out. There was one guy who came, and the next guy was Alex. And everyone was just immediately, this is the guy. This is this is this is the one. So what'd you tell the other guy? You Goodbye. ain't the one. You, you ain't the one. Who <laughs> came in second in the one horse race? Charlie Horse <laughs> That's when your pop slugs you in the arm and fucking arms All right, all right. So what was the first prac like for skull Because you know what? I think I'm talking to a trio and you're talking about a quartet. Yeah, we were some evolution, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was evident after a little bit. We put out a seven inch with the other band, but it was evident that the three of us really had this this communication thing uh, that maybe wasn't wasn't like that for for the five piece. And so we decided to stick together. Oh, it's a five piece. There was another guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was that? He who. Must not be named. Or... Well, he shares a name with you. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're long lost cousins, and he, he actually he met you many years ago. Well, I do gigs, brother. <laughs> Adam, 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 Wa- Adam Watt. But yeah, Adam Maybe, Watt. Maybe, you know, so supposedly we're like 16th cousin to James Watt. The, in fact, that was my pop's mm. name. The guy they named go. the uh, power unit after because mm. he came up with the governor and the condenser for a steam motor. Scotsman. No way. Peach no. away. <laughs> That's a so anyway, Steve, Steve Wynn is kind of responsible for the fucking scope practitioners. So uh, how'd you get the name? It was uh, a misheard lyric from from a song that we had as the five piece. And we, we threw so many names out. and But there was a lyric that it sounded to me like the old singer was saying scope practitioners. And... Uh, I said, what about this? And Ken and Alex were like, that's great. Let's do it. Well, you know the famous Jimi Hendrix song, right? Of course, of course. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a Cream song, right? Hey, there's the bathroom on the right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's all kinds of fucking up lyrics. Yeah, Wonder Bread. (laughs) Somebody write a novel about it yet? I asked you about the first... Skull practitioner practice, but since it went from five to three got people, fuck that. Tell, tell me about the first gig. Oh, but you said you also recorded as a five piece. Yeah, we put out uh, seven inch as a as that band. Okay, so how long did that five piece go till it went to the version that's dealing with me and brother Matt right now? Alex, what do you think? Oh, three years because we started late oh eight. And by 2011, we kind of had reached the decision. So I think it was early 2012 when we kind of parted ways. And, you know, now, uh, our was thing it was like a, Was it like they say in the, in the racket, a, set, a seismic shift? Uh, I don't know if it was a seismic shift so much as it was just a realization. Part of it was the guitarist, the, the, the fifth member, had left prior to that. So during, during that year, we were kind of back and forth and that's when we realized like we needed to just kind of consolidate things down to the three of us so that's kind of when it started to happen was over that course of 2011 so by 2012 is when we realized okay we need to break off and turn this into into something else okay okay i mean the band the band basically broke up and then we sort of reconvened on the other side ah you know politically that's always the better way to do it right nobody got scissors yeah not like cutting the fat i mean it's yeah, I think that's important, you know, because I know somebody right now involved with a bunch of drama about not being able to be in a band, and all of a sudden this guy is claiming, oh, cancel culture. He was like Bob Baffert. Uh, his, his, his horses are all drugged up and cancel culture. <laughs> or the striper guy. You know, Bibles, they're next. <laughs> These guys, everybody's using that cancel thing for a stick. So you, can, you stay friends with the cat. Here's a little cancel culture for you. I got a, a, a wooden nickel from the wigwam. Oh, wow. They, they took the Indian. They took the Indian down. The Indian, uh, the, yeah, he was a proud Indian. He wasn't like a goofy well, cartoon you know, Indian, but... Yeah, that's that's a factor, you know. The improved order of red man. What kind of title is that? We're we're gonna make it better. Yeah, yeah. So that that engine's down now. So there's a wooden nickel for you. What's in the window? 
Uh, just a sign you can. Well, hide. in the window, there's 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 still a still an Indian, See? but they took the big man okay, off okay. of the. That's the, where the Minutemen did. The yeah, that famous uh, picture. Marty Lyons. So, uh, so uh, did you guys ever tour as a five piece? No, no, just uh, some local shows, I think. And as a trio, have you toured? Yeah, not extensively. Uh, we've gone out to Ohio a few times. Um, nothing much further, right? Yeah, Kentucky and Ohio, I think, is as far as we've gotten. And, okay, and this material that you gave me, it was all from an album, right? When was this done? Alex, you can answer that one. <laughs> uh, the album, and yeah, that came out this year, uh, although it's been tracked over the, the last, I don't know, five, six years or so. Um, I don't know. I wasn't so... there. you got to tell me. But when I get this mind-reading thing, you won't have to use words, but... <laughs> so, so it was an extendo thing. But you know, some sometimes albums yeah, are like gigs. Well, I'll tell you about a Minuteman album. Like, a Minuteman yeah. album would be like a gig in front of the microphones. See, so but th this was more stretched out. Oh, did you guys trade files? Was it like that kind of thing? No, it was all it was all live. But you know, in between the pandemic and and trying to figure out what we were doing, we we were actually for for a while looking for a singer. And so that kind of put us on a bit of a, a, a wild goose chase for maybe a year and a half or so um, yeah. until we realized that it's not going to work with anybody else, that it's just going to have to be us. So we had all these songs that were essentially instrumentals. And we said, all right, let's just put some lyrics on some of them and we'll split the singing up between the three of us and do it that way. So that's how it happened. Yeah, so it took time to repurpose. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. exactly. And then exactly. who ended up being the main uh, lyric writer? Basically, all of us. It was just whoever. Oh, great. Whoever, you know, brought You know the Husker Do rule. If you wrote the words, you had to sing it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what we were doing. <laughs> okay, okay. Look, we're, we're, at the, the, did it, <laughs> we're at the point where Brother Matt brings his spin sack. We're back. May 24, 2023, and just what Peter so hold tight fire free. Here we go.
Well, John Truby kind of started that. If, if uh, we got to point the finger somewhere, I heard a uh, rumor he's going to be appearing. Coming back for more, huh? He's reappearing. <laughs> right on. He's taking that Amtrak. <laughs> that slow train coming. What a trooper. Actually, a... The, the, the big slow move will be from the Val on the blue line. Yeah, yes, that's the torture. Station, right? to that's Lagos, torture. <laughs> then he'll take a bus over. Yeah, I still. Be closing the Vincent Thomas. That's insane. <laughs> Man, that's gonna be torture. Yeah, that's right. a, yeah. Get all your Long well, Beach time in beforehand. Always like one to the other, but I think yeah. Salt air yeah, shit, you, know. you know Vince Thomas. I used to wash his windows. And you were speaking of the I R I O R M. Huh. He was one of the big oh original Kahuna. dudes there. Oh wow. Wow. One of the, like, I think one of the charter guys when they started it here in Pedro. Oh. He was from Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh-huh. But, you know, originally Croatia. Because uh-huh. his name was Vincent Thomasich. Yeah, yeah. And he he married Matt Burkage's sister. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah, wow. so, yeah so that's how he's connected. Because he, right. he was my boss at Starkist. Okay. It's all <laughs> Pedro right. history. So it's not St. Vincent Thomas. He was not a saint. He was a politician. That's right. And died in office, I think. I think so. All Assemblyman, dude. Well, many, many elections. Assemblyman, right? Yeah, yeah. He kind of owned that spot for a long right, time. Right, right. And uh, uh, trainings. Hmm. Immigration building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ready to open. That's exciting. I guess it was supposed to open this week, but they got some uh, permit hassles. Okay. But it's coming we'll soon. Wine before it's done. And then Fleet Week this week. Oh, that's Or whatever right. that's about, going to be about. Yeah. And... Uh, I remember there was a war between Pedro and Long, Long Beach. Beach. Yeah, they were like PR battles, drugs, gangs. <laughs> Don't go there, red zones. Yeah, that's right. We were the bad, we yeah. were the bad place, right? <laughs> but they keep coming back for more. Yeah, they keep coming back. Keep coming back. 
and, and Peter's got a long history. In fact, it wasn't from the Navy. The harbor probably would have been in Santa Monica. Right, Columbia. yeah, and the Pearl Harbor connection, because all those ships had been over here before they transferred over there. There was a big connection with the... That's right. Yeah, so... See, in fact, there's, we got that, on our first graveyard, there's some guys got burned in a Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some old... View it's called, but you can't see the... Old-timers there. What's next to it? Because Pedro's got two gated communities. That's one. Oh, right. It used to be the, used to be the for Fort Mac. Yeah, yeah, the hospital yeah, was my there. Sewed up there. Oh, no man. <laughs> I had two soldiers just holding my arms. Oh. They gave me this tongue depressor thing to just bite, bite. on this. I shoot that motherfucker. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, the hook, they're not like a regular needle. It's got kind of yeah, it's stitched. Yeah. <laughs> See, I had to see it as it was happening. Right? Man, that's torture. Out. Torture. Okay, that's uh, hour two, May 23, 20, 23, no, May 24, 23, this is what hold that hour three. Yeah. May 24, 2023, it's the third hour, the Lot for Pedro show. <laughs>
Thank you. 
Mark from Pedro Show started off the third hour. Skull Practitioners, Dedication. Dan Jones and the Squid, brand new album. Out of Kansas City, The Rhythm and the Rhyme. Luke Stewart with Lead Me. Wow. <laughs> Let's, ooh, scary. <laughs> scary. Let's, we're going to talk about titles, right? Eric Don Lyle with The Secret Life of Plants. And then Skull Practitioners with Nelson. That's a great book, The Secret Life of Plants. You ever read that? No. It's crazy. The FBI guy with this lie detector stuff started hooking up to plants and then, like, giving plants different scenarios yeah. and recording how they responded. And they're like plant people. They just got their own trip going. It's, yes. Okay. It should be a, kind of wow. ayahuasca-ish. Well, when the titles <laughs> entering with you guys, is it first, middle, last? First. It's, uh... That's like, good. why? I need huh. them first. But almost everybody on the yeah, show we, does it last. Yeah, we do it. Well, it, what happens is that we go to our rehearsal space and we record. We just set, we just play, and that's it. And then we record everything. And then Alex goes back home and he chops it up and he sends it to us. He thinks like, okay, this could be, you know, here's one idea, here's another idea, and he always he always titles them. And so then that for a lot of the songs on Negative Stars, the record. Those are his titles, and I mean, speaking for myself, all all of my, the songs that I sing were his titles, and I kind of use that as the jumping off point for for lyric ideas. The working title is actually kind of the foundation of the focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, because I, I use titles as focus. That's why I start with them. But a lot of cats, it seems that we have on the show, they they bring them on last, especially instrumental music, but. To me, if you have the title first, then you know how to aid and abet all your tools or your device to make that okay, you know, target. <laughs> so, but, you know, I'm curious about it. That's why I ask. And uh, when you ain't writing the words, when does uh, Alex or Ken know when to w- write words? Uh, I, I don't, Ken, do you, do you think there's a, is there, we don't really have a process of like, you're going to do it or I'm going to do it. It's just, I don't, I don't I just, it's, it just feels natural, just like, uh, yeah, this is just how it is. Someone takes this one, someone takes that one, or someone asks, like, I'd like to sing that one. I don't think it's much more than that. And when you say, I'd like to sing that one, that means I'm going to supply the words. Right. Okay, so, okay. Because I was wondering, how, how do they dream? Uh, do they dream by committee? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're we're pretty, I don't think I've ever been in a band that's been so successfully democratic, and everyone is just like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. There's never any uh, the really the, the the hard feelings or the, the the fights about those kind of things. What about production? Was it self-produced, or did you have a cat come in? Self-produced, yeah. Yeah, and uh, studio. Yeah, a lot of different studios. I mean, we recorded some of it was at our. I guess a rehearsal space, right? And uh, some of it was the studio um, in Brooklyn, and then some was done, finished at uh, our engineer's, uh, Ted's studio in um, Philadelphia. So kind of all over the place. Yeah, you know, you know, I kind of noticed, I kind of noticed that between the mixes. <laughs> no, you know that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you know, who wants to hear the same song over and over again anyway? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. right. So, so there's a little different sounds. It's cool to me. A record. I mean, sometimes it's one big song, but then sometimes it's a collection of tunes. 
And I think right. your album's exactly. more of a collection. Yeah. Uh, I want to play, uh, what'd you give me here? Intruder!
seized the bird and sketched its frame, passed the chocolate and improvised its name, and the same he did for her, and the other one sat in his side perch. You were the candy man. Don't get strung out by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. Just a sweet transvestite. Sweet transvestite. Transsexual. Transylvania. 
look like you're both pretty groovy. But if you want something visual, it's not too visible. We can take it an old Steve Reeves movie. Maybe a bite. I could show you my favorite obsession. See, I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. He's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. Sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain isn't really to blame. So I remove the cause, but not. <laughs> The symptom. The
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Start the chunk off with Skull Practitioners, Intruder, then Laszlo and the Hidden Strength, Curlin Photo, Spice Pistols with Sweet Transvestite, the Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show there. Tiffany, you know, I had, I t- did a couple songs at the Whiskey last night, yeah. and on the way home on purpose, because I realized it was 45 years since I took the same thing going down. East on Santa Monica Boulevard, then south on La Brea, mm. and stopped at Pink's. Oh, Pink's cool, dog. got a dog, huh? <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I got a little happy deal. Awesome. Not, not potsy, fonzy bullshit, a little bit towards that way. Bitching. So, simple pleasures. Yeah, simple pleasures. And finally, Miami, Skull Practitioners. Miami, are you guys uh, gun club fans? Yeah, yeah, we are. Although it's, I don't think the name came from that, but but yeah, we used to cover one of their songs too. Like I, I got a feel. Songs. I got even though they had the different guitar guys, you know, Jeffrey was always the same. But I got, I yeah. got a kind of a little bit of a feel. So that's why I. I, I and then when I saw that title, I was thinking, yeah, obviously you guys are distinct bands, but and uh, so not, this record was a long time in making and stuff. And you know when most cats get a record done, they're already thinking of the next one, right? Well, some some don't, but some do. <laughs> Are you guys some of those who do? Yeah, we're definitely considering it. I mean, um, did you have leftover tunes, or is it going to be clean slate? We can lie and say they're all new, but um, yeah, there's it's a, it's a little bit of both. Some leftover and some new ones that we're working on now. And then we'll just see what what kind of makes the cut. Are you going to tour this record? Ten. <laughs> we get some good dates. Okay. We're trying. We got some dates here and there. Well, you know, New England, right? For uh, let's say, let's go back to the swing band days, right? Territory bands. I mean, New England. Me and Dee Boone used to. Man, look at all the gigs they fuck. Yeah, but then they got winter. <laughs> In summer. <laughs> yeah. So I-95 tour, maybe. I don't know. Just just think it out loud for you. So uh, so in the meantime, it's going to be... Is there a place people can find out about you on the internet? You're on all the socials. No, but is there like a Skull Practitioner website? There is. There's a, I think there's a SkullPractitioner.com, right, Alex? Yeah, and we can skullpractitioners.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Well, yeah, but you probably all the corporate, all those corporate yeah. websites are probably yeah. linked yeah, to I your own. Yeah, I wanted to be specific. And then having your own, yeah, like fucking nobody does. It's like those, when you watch a YouTube.com video and they say, uh, ring the bell, press like, like, like nobody knows that fucking yeah. shit. Right? <laughs> like, we got to be instructed on it. No, well, I ask about the personal website because I thought that was going to be the future of the internet. Like I thought the parallel was going to be fanzines. Like, everybody's got their own fucking fanzine. And nope, everybody runs to the spin, shitter, f- my f- waste of space place, fake look, instant ham. Okay. But, you know, the way... There's, I, I got an ideolog- ideological workaround with that, too. You think of them as telephone poles, and then you guys are stapling up your flyers. Right. That's, okay, that's see, ah! Right, you're not fouled. You <laughs> haven't been... That is, you know, most of that so the social media is how we get the word out. I 
mean, if we get a like a telephone pole, right? We don't have a piece of eight. That is a telephone pole. Yeah, right. Or it's the records, you know, it's the record store bulletin board or whatever. People are looking at it. Right. I totally people, agree. People come with out. I totally agree. With, uh, agree with you. Do you think there's a theme you're going to be for your next rep? Was there a theme for this last rep? No, it was collection of songs, uh, right? Yeah, no themes. Just finally, it's <laughs> just that last. <laughs> You just got it out. You just wanted to get that baby out. So, in a way, this next record's going to be a whole, like, a big refilling of the lungs so you can really blow it out. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we've been lucky enough, like, uh, Larry Hardy from In the Red, he's been so great supportive. Great label. Uh, amazing label. Yeah. Was put the, out kids, uh, put, put out kids uh, record, right? Yeah, they right. put out kids and they put out uh, Who's that guy? Kid, uh, Who's the cat from uh, from Detroit with the Gories? Uh, yeah, that's right. Right, 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 right. Uh, you ever loving man? I can't think of him right now, but he, he's really good. I think he lives in Brooklyn. Now. But but anyway, look, when you guys get here's an invite. When you get that new album, when you come back, talk to me and Brother Mad about the new album. We'll play all the songs. We would love to. We'd be honored. Ah, bitches. Most bitches. People, thank you so much. Supporting us for 22 years, only 22 more. Yeah. Right. Pedro Show, May thank 23rd, you. 2020. Three edition. Keep your powder right.